Hello, and welcome to podcast number one of Transforming the Customer Experience. This is Christina Evie, and you are joining me on the ground floor of my podcasting, and I'm so excited and delighted to have you here with me. I've been listening to the questions and feedback from my list community, and this is the opportunity to really dive deeper into what makes the customer experience so very important to the continued success of your businesses. Now, Today's podcast is really focusing on why bother with a customer experience. We'll be talking about this throughout all of the upcoming episodes, but it really comes down to why is it such a big deal? It used to be that we would just hang a shingle outside and people would come. You know, you've heard the saying, if you build it, it will come or if you build it, they will come. That comes from the movie Field of Dreams, and I'm sure many other places as well. However, that's really not the case so much. Now, consumers are so much more discerning and picky, and rightfully so, about where they spend their money. So we're really talking about why is it important to worry about this when we have our businesses to run, when we're providing our services and our products, whatever they are. And the reason it's so important is because in running our businesses and And whether we're an entrepreneur or we're working for a large company or even a small company and, you know, doing our day-to-day tasks, we focus so much only on the bottom line because face it, we're all in money, or I'm sorry, we're all in business to make money. I am, I know you are, even nonprofits, they have to earn revenue and, you know, they pump it back into their company, but everybody needs to make progress. Otherwise, we'll never flourish. Things will never change. So we focus so much on the bottom line. And unless we're working directly with customers, we likely forget about them. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're working on our business, that we're, you know, getting our tasks done, that we're looking at marketing, we're looking at our profits and losses, that we are looking at all sorts of, you know, threats and opportunities that we have for business objectives and ventures and things just to further our goals as a business or as an organization. But, you know, even when we're working with customers, it's still, they're really not our focus so much anymore. When we're working with them, It's really, you know, oftentimes just to kind of get them through our system to accomplish the task or to make the sale or to maintain the account and just check the boxes in our daily routines. But I'd like you to take a step back and ask yourself, what about the customer? How is what we're doing impacting our customer? How do they like working with you? Customers, again, like I said just a few moments ago, they are so much more discerning and particular about where they're going to be spending their money. Money is a driving force in our society today. Personally, for our personal expenses, you know, where we do, you know, have our mortgages, where we do our banking, where we buy food, where we go out to eat, where we spend our money for leisure activities. But at the same time with businesses, you know, again, it's the ease of doing business and we'll have a podcast focused directly on that. But it's how do customers work with us? How do we work in the best interest of our customer? And when we start to see them as routine or as expected, we start to take them for granted. So what is it about working with you that earns your customers continued loyalty in business? Now, I'd like you to take a step back and think about this for just a moment. In our personal lives, We generally hang out with the people that make us feel good, that bring out the best in us or fill a certain need. And we spend time with people that we enjoy. 
you know, again, unless it's, you know, an obligatory family holiday, we're really not going out of our way to spend time with people that don't make us feel good or that make us feel miserable. We are really looking to spend time with the people that, you know, again, we enjoy, they make us feel good, they make us laugh, they fill a certain need. You know, I know I have friends that I like to go shopping with. I have friends that when I need a pick-me-up, I, I know who to call. When I really need to sound something out, I know, you know, I have a separate, separate group of friends there. Same thing with businesses. It's the exact same thing. It grinds me when I have to pay money to... and organization when whoever it is that I'm working with, whether it be the cashier at the supermarket or somebody on the phone at the utility company, when they're rude or when they're just trying to get me off the phone or just trying to get me through their system, it grinds me that I am paying them money because in my mind, I see that as a reward. You know, again, I know I work very hard to work with my clients and to really give all of you listening here relevant content. It really is important to me. I think it's the right thing to do. I think we need to make sure, you know, for myself as a business owner, I need to make sure that you are getting relevant information and valuable information that you can apply to your business. And if not, I want you to email me. I want to know when I work with clients personally at speaking engagements or when I'm working on projects with clients, I continually ask them, how does this work for you? Is there anything else that you can think of that we can do to make this work? Would you like this in a different format? Is, you know, is the message coming across the way that we intended? I continually ask those things because I think it is a moral obligation. So again, when people are paying me money, I want to make sure I do my very best. So when I am spending my hard-earned money as a customer, it's the same exact premise. I want to make sure that I'm being treated well and all of your customers are doing the exact same thing. So I know there's many companies that I've stopped working with, or I should say stopped doing business with, simply because, you know, they really don't care about me. They ignore me. Sometimes I'll walk into stores and they don't even acknowledge me because they're just, you know, they're, the staff is chit-chatting amongst themselves. Sometimes the staff will treat me just outright rudely. Now, again, this isn't just me personally, <laughs> they're treating rudely, but some stores even have a reputation for being snooty or snarky. There's, um, you know, and I live in a, um, a small town in Michigan and there is, I'm not going to single them out here, but there is a store in my town that they, it's a boutique and they have fabulous things and very unique clothes. But the sad thing is, is even some of my clients that I work with across town that work for huge corporations, when I tell them, um, you know, what I've, I've mentioned it a few times, this one particular store, and they've said, oh, I heard the, the owner was kind of snooty. How sad. I mean, just how absolutely sad. And they won't go there. And I know I don't go there unless I know there's something that that particular store has that I need for either myself or for a gift. So what a shame. What an absolute shame because it's really coming down to the customer experience. So when we are spending money, think of that. When you are spending money as a customer yourself, that is what drives you. That is what people do. They spend money with those that they know, like, and trust. 
Now, the number one reason that customers stop doing business with companies is because the customer service and the customer experience was lacking. 70% of the time, 68 to 72, it depends on which study you're looking at. So I just kind of even it out to 70. But 70% of the time, the only reason people stop doing business with a company, and this is general business terms, doesn't matter what field or industry, so they're lumping it all in together. 70% of the time, the only reason is because people said that they are dissatisfied with the service, meaning they were treated rudely, they were treated with indifference. Somebody just didn't really acknowledge them. They were being processed through their system. Now, customer service, let's just talk about that, that term for just a moment. It is, I get it. It's so 70s. It's so unsexy. It's not a really great razzmatazz term. But customer service, to me, is really the perfect term to feed into the customer experience and everything that we're trying to do, because I think that's what we really need to do, is focus on serving our customers. I can process anybody through. If you think about it, you can go into um, you know, any fast food joint, and you can pay them an amount of money, and you'll get what you're paying for. The person, you know, hopefully they'll smile at you. Hopefully they'll make some eye contact. Hopefully they'll be pleasant. But really, customer satisfaction is just getting what you pay for. Doesn't really matter if you enjoy the experience or not, but if you're satisfied, that means that you got what you were hoping to get. So, you know, if you go in and you're ordering a burger and fries and a pop or whatever it is, that's what you get. You're considered satisfied. However, it's the experience now that is really becoming the differentiator. If you think about it, so we can go to a fast food place. If we're hungry, you know, if I, and I talk about this when I do workshops, you know, let's say it's getting close to lunchtime, we're all hungry. Yes, we could go to the, you know, closest burger joint and get some burgers, uh, you know, low end price point, and we could, you know, fill our guts with some food. But at the same time, if you think about it, when you want to go out and celebrate and you want to go out to dinner, when you are spending money at a nicer restaurant, you are going there not just for the food. You are going for the experience. Now, there's a restaurant in town here that I absolutely love going to. It's close by, and it's uh, it's called... Uh, the Blue Water Grill. And it is so wonderful because when we go there, it's right on a little lake and they, the hostess is always smiling, you know, greets us well. The restaurant, it's not a super fancy schmancy restaurant, but it just, it looks nice. They paid attention to the decor. The wait staff is wonderful. They always, you know, they, they'll educate you on, you know, the different things. If I have questions about specials, um, I am a little bit of a food snob, I will admit. So I ask about different things, but they really are so pleasant. They never make me feel like I'm a pain. They never make it feel like I'm a hassle to explain, you know, how the different fish is prepared or anything like that. And again, the food itself is, you know, always wonderful. And, but it's just everything. It's, it's the decor, it's the environment, it's the pleasantness of the waitstaff, it's the presentation of the food. It's the fact that they don't make us feel rushed when we're leaving. And it just, again, everything about it just makes us feel good. And, all of our customer experiences and buying decisions are based on the way we feel. 
customers make their buying decisions based on emotion and back it up with logic. So when we get that bill at the end of the night, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more than if we had gone across the street to the burger joint. But at the same time, I will spend that money time and time again because I enjoyed it. I wasn't in a hurry. We were able to enjoy our meal, have some great conversation. People were asking if we needed anything, if we had a special request, they did anything that we could to, um, you know, to accommodate that. As a matter of fact, this story is just coming into mind right now. A friend of mine told me a few years ago, she took her daughter to this particular restaurant to, um, have, uh, it was some sort of a celebratory lunch. I want to say it was her birthday. So anyway, so Madison, the daughter wanted to have a banana split for dessert and they didn't have any bananas. So, um, you know, the way the, the server said, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, we don't have that, but let me see what I can do. My friend told me that when she went up to go to the restroom, she saw her waiter running across the street because there's a supermarket right across the street, coming back with pineapple and bananas to be able to make Madison her banana split. Now that is service that built into that experience. And even if Michelle hadn't seen that, that server running across the street to do that, just the fact that he showed up with the banana split when they weren't sure if they could do it was great. But she was so impressed that he took the time and ran over. Now, granted it wasn't extremely busy, you know, so they had the time to do that, but that's what I'm talking about. It didn't cost a ton of money and it was a, you know, it was a little bit of an effort, but we go there all the time because of that type of experience. So when we are talking about the customer experience, that's what it envelops. It's everything. It's the feeling of goodwill. It's the enjoyment. And again, 70% of the time, this is what will cause us to return, to continue doing business. But only 14% of the time is there truly an issue with the product itself, the price or the product. Only 14% of the time is that the determining factor for a customer to stop doing business with a company. So again, when you can focus on your customers and focus on the experience, you will truly understand what it takes to keep that customer coming back and you will be so far ahead of any of your competitors, your customers won't even think of doing business with anybody else. So let's talk about a few statistics. I, I realize that there's a lot of different people listening to these podcasts and everybody learns in different ways and everybody has different things that are important to them. So I am very much a story and relational and emotionally impactful person. That's how I really learn things. But a lot of you are very concerned with, well, tell me, you know, give me some statistics, give me the facts, give me everything. And everything that I will tell you is going to be based on fact. If I'm, if it's not based on fact, I will tell you, this is why I'm sharing you this, sharing this information with you. But there's a lot of research to support the customer experience. You'll be making most of your money with your existing customers. And this is through their continued business and also the referrals that they will bring to you. So really, if you think about it, your existing customers can be an unpaid marketing force. Now, I know that if I were to see a raise, uh, you know, showing of hands as to who enjoys paying for marketing, I mean, marketing is expensive. I know my marketing is, is expensive. And I know companies that have media ads and print ads and television and, you know, radio, it's, it does, it gets expensive. Well, how fabulous wouldn't it be to have your customers readily and happily share their story of how much they enjoy working with your company with their friends and associates and colleagues. And they'll draw those people in. Because if you think about it, 
a personal referral holds so much more weight than any advertising campaign. If you have a referral from somebody, like I just told you about the restaurant, Blue Water Grill. When I talked to you about that, and if you lived in my town, you would be saying, hey, you know, Christina mentioned that, let's go there. That's going to mean so much more to you than somebody just having, you know, hearing an advertisement on the radio. So when somebody makes a heartfelt recommendation to you, you know that that's something you are much more likely to try. And that's where we can start to work with your existing customers and have their help and have them become, you know, there's that term evangelists. We can have them be evangelists for your company. So, you know, on that point, there's really a huge push for the customer experience. Forrester is a company that I believe it's annually. They have a state of the customer experience report. And a few years ago, they did a survey. I don't know. I wasn't able to find how many companies they actually surveyed. But 86% of the customer, the companies that they surveyed cited the customer experience as a top strategic priority. 86% of the companies that they surveyed. Now, of those... 68% want to stand out in their industry. That means they want to be known as the financial institution with the best experience or the restaurant with the best experience or the automotive or manufacturer, you know, with the best experience, you know, touching everything. And that's wonderful. I mean, you, you want to be the best that you possibly can be. But of those, of this, of the 86% of firms that or I'm sorry, 86% of firms that were talking about having the top priority of um, improving their customer experience, 13% of those want to stand apart from everyone regardless of the industry. Now that's important and I'm stressing that because that means they don't care if you know, what industry they're being compared against. They want to be known as these people have the best service. And this is when we start thinking about companies like Zappos. Now, I'm sure that many of you have used Zappos. And if you haven't, I'm sure that many of you have a family member who has. Um, they are known, they are, you know, the, one of the, the most highly regarded online shopping source for shoes, clothing, and accessories. However, Zappos internally sees themselves as a customer service organization that happens to sell shoes, clothing, and accessories. So think of that mindset. That says a lot about their culture. We are a customer service organization that yes, we provide some goods over the, you know, over the internet, but they are focused primarily on customer service. So they don't really care who, you know, who they're being compared against. And if you think about it, when you are talking with your customers and looking at potential customers and really trying to improve your customer experience, if I were to ask you, and I always ask, again, people, you know, when I'm uh, working with a company or doing a workshop, who is your biggest competitor? I will instantly hear many people shout out the name of their biggest competitor in their field. And yes, that is a huge competitor. And it is good that they know who those people are, who those companies are. However, that's not truly the biggest competitor. They are being compared by their customer to the last company or organization that treated them phenomenally. So when I'm talking about, you know, hey, who's your biggest competitor? And you are in the office equipment manufacturing or office equipment dealer field, it might not actually be the competitor in town. It could be your dry cleaner. 
it could be the restaurant that you went to or that your uh, customer went to last week. It could be the last vacation that they took and the hotel they stayed at that just treated them so well. So, you know, and again, you know, there's a dry cleaner in town where I know everybody goes to him because he learns people's names. He really makes it a priority to learn how do you like your shirts? How do you like your collars? How much starch do you like? Do you like your, you know, things hung this way in a particular way? And he gets to know them a little bit too. So when they walk up, they hardly even talk. A friend of mine said, you know, I don't even talk about how I want my clothes anymore. I just hand him the stuff. We chit chat for two or three minutes and I walk out and I know it's taken care of because he gets to know them. It's almost like seeing a friend. That's the type of experience. That's the type of thing that really stands out in people's mind. So when we are talking about, well, hey, why can't a bigger company with, you know, the CRM software, why can't they remember all this stuff that my dry cleaner remembers and they don't even have a CRM program? He uses note cards. So that's the type of thing that we're really talking about is being a service-oriented mindset. We want to have that customer experience. That's not just the frontline staff. That's just not the person walking, working face to face with a customer. It's everything to do about working with your company. So, just in the case of um, the dry cleaner, you know, if you were walking up again the door works. You know, that's just pretty much a no-brainer, but it's clearly stated, hi, we're open, welcome, come in. And you walk in and it's easy to, you know, figure out where you're supposed to go. So you're not standing in the pickup line when you're dropping stuff off. There's somebody there who's smiling, inviting you in. Hey, these, you know, finding out what it is you need and kind of going through that process. And just making it enjoyable and easy, efficient, in and out, getting everything taken care of. But it's that experience is that you enjoy it. So the message here is to look at your company. How does it work? What are the different things that you do that can make somebody enjoy working with you? Because ultimately, you are not the only game in town. Um, I recently did, gave a presentation workshop to the local zoo, and I found myself saying that. And I had to stop because it did dawn on me that they really were the only game in town. There's only one zoo here. But at the same time, there are two very well-known zoos within driving distance, an hour and a half away. So it's not prohibitive for people in... Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I'm based, to not go to the John Ball Zoo, they could go to the Binder Park Zoo or to the zoo in Lansing because, again, they're a little over an hour away. But, again, being the only game in town, you still do need to make sure that you have a great reputation. So in listening to these podcasts, you will be defining how you want to be known to your customers. You'll be defining your reputation before you just kind of doing your stuff and then people start to define your reputation for you. So that's where I want to be helping you. I want to make sure that you're being proactive and that you are in control and you are taking the lead and as much as you are doing how doing things the way you'd like them to be done and working to do everything you can for your customers, I'm going to be telling you and sharing with you insights and strategies to be able to gain that insight from your customers to make it more of a collaborative effort because there's no point in us doing something if we're not listening to the very people to whom it matters, which would be your customers. Without your customers, you have no business. Your customers are paying your salary. It doesn't matter whose name is on your 
your paychecks, your customers are signing that. They are paying your salary, and with that, they are paying your mortgage, they are paying your vacation costs, they are paying your daughter's dance lessons, your son's little league fees, um, you know, your college saving fund, whatever it is that you are buying day to day, your customers are paying for that. So that's why I'm trying to tell you how very important it is to focus on your customers and the customer experience. And as Jeffrey Gergor says, um, who's the CIO of Dell Computers, and I'm sure I completely bludgeoned his name, and I'm so sorry about that if I did, the customer experience is the next competitive battleground. The customer experience is the next competitive battleground. And if you could see me talking right now, I'm moving my hands and I'm gesturing because it is so very, very important. We want to make sure that you understand it's no longer about price and the product. Yes, those are important. You need to make sure that you're comparable. You need to make sure that your product is comparable. It doesn't need to be state-of-the-art, but the experience and the service that you have within your organization in providing amazing experiences to your customers, that is the number one differentiator. So in the next few podcasts, I'll be sharing with you more impacts on your bottom line and a few more statistics, but most importantly, we're focusing on this because it's the right thing to do, as I mentioned earlier, and ultimately, it just makes things so much more pleasant. It makes your workday better. It makes your working environment better. When you have everybody working to improve the external customer service, or I'm sorry, customer experience through service, you'll find that things internally are working so much better as well because we're going to be peeling back the layers of the onion throughout all of these podcasts and touching on different points that touch everything you do and say day to day throughout your entire organization. And again, it impacts the internal experience as well as the external experience that your customers are paying you money for. So by focusing on this, your day-to-day work life is going to become so much more enjoyable. It's going to become so much more pleasant. And let's face it, for those of you who are working in a company, you're spending more waking hours with the people that you work with day-to-day than you are at home with your families. Or if you're living on your own, you're spending that time away from doing the things that you enjoy doing, from your passions. So let's make it wonderful. Why bother spending time with people that make us miserable or that we dread going into work or we get so frustrated. So again, stick with me. I am so happy that you're here. We'll be going through things again. I promise that we will be making, you know, huge improvements and changes in your mindset and just some strategies and tips that I'm going to give you specific examples for one company or for some case studies that I've done, but you're going to be able to take these nuggets and apply them to your organization as well. So please email me. That's one of the best ways that I can truly help you. Again, my email address is very simple. It's Christina at ChristinaEvie.com. And Christina is spelled with a K. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at ChristinaEvie.com. Eves and Edward, Eves and Victor, ey.com. Go ahead, send me your questions. Send me something that you liked or, you know, something that says the type of information that you want to get. And I promise I will have a podcast and or an article or newsletter centered around that very topic. 
So in the meantime, go to www.christinaev.com for some of the latest insights and information on the customer experience. I've got blog posts. I've got articles. I'll have links to things. I also have the show notes for these podcasts in the special category there. And you'll also be, uh, be able to find the spot to claim your instant access to the 10 things your customers wish you knew about them. And these insights will open your eyes as to what your potential and current customers are really thinking about and how to earn their business and continued loyalty. So thank you so very much for spending some time with me today. Please take this information you gained from this podcast and think about it. Discuss it with your teams and start the discussion about how your customer experience is different than anyone else's and how you can use it to get more customers to ultimately make more money. So until next time, this is Christina Eby. Thank you so much for spending some time with me in my quest to change the world of business one experience at a time.